Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Ah, welcome back to another week of Connection with Brian and Nicole. We are so happy to have you back, and if it's your first week, then welcome. It's, um, we've had a couple of really great weeks talking about biblical finance, and I just yeah. encourage you to check us out on connectionshow.org. You can see past episodes. You can watch this one again and again because it's going to be that good. And <laughs> when you're there, let us know where you're checking us out from. Any questions you have, are there topics you'd like to see? We want to hear from you, and we just want to help you to connect with God. So that's what we're all about. That's our heart to connect with you and help you to connect with him because he is a good, good ditty and he yes. longs to connect with us. Amen. So Amen. we're um, jumping on another week of biblical finance. The past few weeks we've talked about just how poverty is a bondage. It is a tool that the enemy uses to keep us from walking in abundance and keep us from being able to sow into God's kingdom and to serve Him because finances are a tool. Yeah. They're meant to serve the kingdom of God. They're not, just, they're not just made for a cushy life, but they are actually a tool for us to reach the masses and to bring people into the kingdom of God and to glorify our King. And then we talked about just scripture after scripture last week on how just abundance is God. You can't see all those scriptures in the Word of God and doubt that abundance That's is right. God. It's all know? over the Word. Yeah. Uh, God's abundance is all over the Word. And we just, you know, one of the things that we talked about going into this series on biblical finances is that uh, with the church, when we started uh, with the church, over 50% of right. our prayer requests dealt with finances. And so, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we started, you know, we realized this was a place where we needed some faith to rise up was on finances. And so as we preached on finances, uh, basically what happened was that faith came in. The abundance went up. That's right. And all of a sudden now we don't hear as many prayers on finances as what we used to hear. And uh, glory to God, that's that's praiseworthy. Yeah. Um, you said earlier, you said a second ago that you know money is not evil. It's the love of money that's, right. that's the root of all evil. But money itself is a tool to be used. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we gave this example where uh, actually one of the guys uh, that's helping us here is uh, Mr. Chris. And he, w he did the offering a few weeks ago or a few months ago. And he said this. He said that money, he pulled up a toolbox and brought it up on stage and pulled out a wrench. And he said, is there a problem? Does anybody have a problem with this? wrench is this evil is it wrong no no he pulled out a hammer he says is this a, a problem is that a you know is this a problem no it's it's just a tool and then he pulled out a dollar bill he said so is this That's this right. is just a tool and it we talked about the fact that money simply amplifies what's in our heart yes. and so when you go into the word humility says I don't care what you think or I think. Yes. Humility, true humility says, Father, what do you think? Well, we've got a whole book full of what God thinks. 
And when you go in here humbly, you start to see that God desired abundance in the lives of people from the beginning of the Old Testament all the way through to the end of the New. And uh, men have messed up some of those thoughts. But when we go with looking at God with childlike faith as a loving father and we go in humility, we find out that in the beginning he said, I want you to be the lender and not, not the, the borrower. He said, I want you to be the lender and not the borrower. That means here, and this is, the Lord just said this to me several years ago. He said, how can you lend if you don't have abundance? If you only have just your needs met, you don't have any money to lend. And he showed right there there was abundance. Well, and another point right in the, in the very beginning, he gave us dominion yes. over the land. That means over finances too. That, yes. You cannot have authority and walk in dominion if a piece of green paper has you in bondage or has yes. authority over you. Yes. You know, we're supposed to use it. We're supposed to have dominion over it and tell it what That's it right. will do for us and for the kingdom. And in so much of us in the past, we've been there. Yes. You know, that little piece of green paper has told us what we can or cannot do. Yeah. That's not authority. That's no. not what God's told us. That's exactly what it's saying when it talks about uh, you cannot serve God and mammon. That's right. It's saying you cannot serve God and this world system of money. You can't serve God and this world system of finances. You have to choose one. But if you're under the bondage of money and you're serving it, you're not going to be able to serve God That's like right. you're supposed to. You're not going to be able to do that. And we're supposed to have authority and dominion over it. That's right. And that's that's been the issue. That's been the problem in the past. Somewhere, somewhere in uh, history, what we've done is we have equated humility with being poor. That is not biblical. Mm -hmm. it, the, humility always had to do with us hearing from the Lord. Uh, we're not humble because we're poor. We may actually be prideful by being poor. Right. Humility and, is obedience yes, to the Word. Yes. If we're not obedient to the abundance that God has given and laid out, we're saying, Father, I know more than what you said. That's pride. Right. And so we have to watch that. And so... Today, what we're, we talked about the overview of uh, biblical finances, and then we talked about how debt was a bondage, and then we talked about how God is into abundance. Today, we want to talk about how do we get into that abundance? What are the steps that we take to get into abundance? How can you step into God's abundance and not be tripped up, not be under the bondage of debt anymore in your life? And so let's uh, turn right now. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah, amen. Matthew 6, 33 says this. You want to read it? Sure. Got it right here. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. That's yes. a promise. Yes. And that's not a little bit. It says all. All. Yes. It's, it's a little word. It means a whole lot. <laughs> and it says will. It's a Amen. promise. So... That verse, all right, seek first all of his things. And then if you turn back to Matthew chapter 5 and look at verse 6, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
for they shall be satisfied. So here's what I want to point out to you. When we go after God's things, this is, and they become first in our lives. This is the entrance into all the promises that he has for us, including abundance. This is the promise that he has for us. So we've covered that debt's a bondage. We've covered that God is in abundance. So now let's look at what do we need to do to move into that abundance. And ultimately, we're moving into that abundance so that we can do every good work that he's called us to do. Don't you know that you have a calling of good deeds and good work to do in this earth. And the scripture shows us that you will not be able to do all of those things if you don't walk in abundance. So how do we get into that abundance? The first thing is we've got to put God first. We must have him at, at the right. forefront of every thought and every action in our life. If he's not there, we're going to run into problems and you will be removed from abundance simply because he's in abundance and when we go after him, that's how we get in there. So when we seek him first, all these things will be added. When we hunger, we shall be filled. All right, so now let's, let's look here. Uh, let's go to Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. And I want to just go over these points. How do we move into abundance? How do we have an abundant life? And so part one of that is we need to become an heir of the goodness of God. We need to become an inheritor of his goodness. If God is good and he has all these things for us, then we need to become an heir of that. We need to become a part of the family. And so would you read this Ephesians 1, sure, 18 right through 20? So verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Amen. We, we have to become an heir of his goodness. Yes. And, you know, Paul was talking right here to uh, this church at Ephesus, and he's saying, he's saying, look, I'm praying that you will understand what you have in Christ. In other words, I'm praying that his inheritance, you will have revelation of his inheritance Amen. in your life. That's what Paul's trying to get to us. You'll understand. He goes on, you know, he says, the surpassing greatness of his riches towards us who believe. The surpassing greatness. This is abundance. Yeah. And he's saying, Paul's saying, I'm praying that you will get this, that you will understand it and see it. Why is he praying that we'll see it? That so that we will know that we have an inheritance. And then we will become inheritors, not just people that talk about it all the time. That we will become inheritors of it as abundance. So how do we become inheritors? We have to accept Christ as our Savior. The first step of moving into abundance is become an heir 
of all of God's things. We've got to have Christ as, as the firstborn of many brethren. We've got to have him as our Lord and our Savior that puts us in the family and that makes us an heir of his abundance. Amen. Amen. So the first thing is you can become an heir. Even if you don't know Jesus today, today everything can change in your life simply by grabbing a hold, making Jesus the Lord of your life, and you can move into the family and become an heir of God. Glory to God. So part one, moving into abundance, is become an heir. Part two is we need to know that he wants it for us. Yes. In other words, we need to have the revelation that Paul was talking about, not just become an heir. How many Christians out there right now, they're actually an heir of the abundance of God, but they don't know, don't know that it. abundance is there. They don't know that there's an inheritance. Imagine a guy... Uh, imagine a guy who has a uh, rich uncle that passed away and he never knew him, but then the lawyer never got in touch with him. And the guy uh, died, actually a millionaire, never having received his inheritance. Although for the last 40 years of his life, on paper he was a millionaire, but he never knew about it. Whew, that would stink. That's the way most Christians yep. are living when they don't understand abundance. Now, we're talking about biblical finances, but abundance goes way beyond finances. Abundance is abundance in every area of our life. Think about the verse that Jesus said in John chapter 10, 10. He said this, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. The Amplified shows what the meaning of the original words really meant. I'm, I've come that you might have a full and overflowing life, right? A full, not just to the brim, overflowing life. This is the abundance of the life of God, not just in finances, but every, every area promise. of life. Yeah. Think about that. In abundance, in biblical finances, God wants us to move into abundance in finances just like every other area of life. But how sad would it be for us to be the inheritor and never know that it was ours? That's where most Christians are at because they haven't had good preaching or teaching on it or they've never looked into it. They've never studied to show themselves approved. They're actually the heir on paper. I, actually, I heard a story one time of a guy that was living on the streets and he passed away. And when he passed away, he was broke, he was homeless. And when he passed away because it generated some of the legal paperwork, the guy had been living homeless for a long time. Because he passed away, the legal paperwork was generated and all of a sudden they found out that he had been exactly that. He had been an, an heir of a fortune. He was actually a millionaire living on the streets and homeless because he had no knowledge that he was an inheritor of yeah. God's things. He had no knowledge about that. How sad is that? And yet, we as Christians many times are living at those same, we're living practically homeless in our finances, not knowing that God actually has given us abundance in our finances. When you humble yourself to the biblical example and the big biblical inheritance, you'll realize we already have an abundance in Christ. He was made poor that we might be rich. And this was not talking about just spiritual, but he was talking about physical, physical and well. spiritual. Yeah. And in 3 John chapter 1, uh, if you can find another chapter in 3 John, I'm impressed. <laughs> because, but verse 2 says, 
Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Now, let's talk about spiritual. Let's say that Jesus was made. This is not what it's talking about. If you go to it, he's literally talking about finances in that chapter where it says he was made poor, that you might be rich. But let's say he was talking about spiritual. Then right here you come to this verse and and you see, as I spiritually become rich, it actually will prosper my physical health and prosper me in my finances. So no matter how you cut it, God wants us in abundance, not only spiritually, but mentally in our health and in our finances. This is what God wants. So number one, we must become an heir. But two, we need to know that God wants this for us. Let's also, I I said the verse earlier, John 10, 10, he wants us to have life and life in abundantly. Jesus said, this is why I come, that every part of life would be overflowing. Yes, running out over. Yes. Well, I remember there's a message that we did one time and pastor had a pitcher of water and he had a cup of water and I wish y'all could have seen the faces of the (laughs) congregants because pastor was talking and he's like, you he was talking and he was filling the pitcher and he was talking to the congregation and the water just kept going and the water just kept going. And of course it starts to run all over the table and all onto the floor and everybody's like, I made a mess. He did. He made a mess. But here's the thing. People you think were about, flipping out they were, they didn't know what to do with the fact that he was making a mess in the middle of the church and it was getting all over the table and all over the floor. And it was so much fun to watch their faces. Yeah. But you think about God. I mean, it's, it's like you said, just that man not knowing my people are destroyed for a yes. lack of knowledge. He lived how many years of his life basically destroyed, not walking in who he was meant to be. But what's more is the people he was called to affect yes. were partially destroyed because he wasn't able to sow into that because of that lack of knowledge. Yes. But when we know right here that God says, I want you to overflow. Well, why does he want us to overflow? Because he wants us to make a mess. Yes. He wants us to pour out onto the table. He wants us to pour out into the floor. That man was on the floor yes. of life. Somebody was meant to overflow into him. And then as he yes. rose, he was meant to overflow onto others. You know, yeah. I don't know many people in life that don't somewhere within them have a desire to better the world, to help yeah. other people. And that's because we are created to overflow. There's a reason we hunger to pour into others yes. and to help others. It's because that's what we were created to do. Yes. But to do that, we have to be in the overflow. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So uh, when we're looking at moving into the abundance, the first thing is become a part of the family so that you can be an inheritor, an heir to the things of God. The next thing was know that God wants you to have abundance. You know, go back again and watch the uh, episode before this, episode uh, three, season three, episode three, and watch on biblical finances part three. Look at that and see how many verses there are that God wants you to be in abundance. And that was just a partial list, it's right? An abundance of abundance list. <laughs> That was that was that something. was funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and then part three of going into how do we move into abundance? Let's look at James chapter two and verse seventeen. And if you'll take a look at that, yeah, it says, "Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself." 
So in other words, what we need to do is make sure that even though God, we can become an heir, even though we can know that God has an abundance, can we sit there, kind of sit on our rump, sit on our behinds, and not still not move into abundance even though we're an heir? Can we sit there and still not receive even though we know that God wants abundance? Yes. In other words, there's a corresponding action for us to start moving into abundance. And faith does exactly that. Faith is going to move us into action. And so one of the things is the first thing to build faith towards abundance is you need faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to be listening to messages like this from people that truly know about the abundance of God, that are living in the abundance of God, that are preaching about the abundance of God. In other words, you need to be sitting under the word preached so that faith can rise up in you so that you then will take the actions that you need. So what are those actions? So again, the first step was become an heir. Two, know that God wants you to have abundance. Three, move, build faith and move in faithful action for abundance. Now let's look at what those actions are. Let's go to uh, Luke 6.38, if you'll grab that. that. One. Yeah, so Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured into you in return. Yes, amen. So one of the things, the first thing we need to do is understand that moving in biblical finances, humbling ourselves to the word, biblical finances takes an action of faith based on the truth that God wants us to be in abundance and he's made us an heir of his abundance. And those steps of faith are giving. It's yes. giving. That's how we move into it. That's Now look, you can like that or not like that, but when we humble ourselves to this word, that is how the word shows us to move into abundance. Again, why are we in abundance? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. This has been a key verse the whole time. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. And I just want to you, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything and key in on this, this scripture right here. You may have an abundance, why? For every good deed. That's in other right. words, an abundance is for you and for the people that you will overflow into every good deed. Yes. In other words, an abundance is not just for you. An abundance is for you and for anybody that God may place in your life to overflow into. But how do you get into that abundance? You take those steps of giving. So let's look at this scripture real quick as we wrap up. And it says this in verse 6. Now this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. In other words, if, I'm a, if I give in overflow, then I'm going to receive in overflow. That's right. But if I give just, you know, my change of my heart, you know, my heart is just giving a little bit, I, I don't really want to give more than that, then I'm going to receive a little bit. Okay? Verse 7, 
Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that all, all that always having all sufficiency in everything you may have an abundance for every good deed. And then it goes on and says, verse 10, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. Yeah. So he's talking about abundance, overflow, uh, doing every good work, and this is the plan of God. No matter how you cut it, this is God's plan to move into the abundance to be able to do every good deed. Now, what I want you to see about this is right here in these scriptures, he is not talking about tithing. No. He is talking about an offering which is over and above the tithe over and above the 10% of your increase. Tithing is 10% of your increase. That's where abundance starts, but that's not where you really receive it. He says that the tithe is God's, right? You don't have a right to say what you do or don't do with the tithe. That is the Lord. Hebrews says, New Testament now, even, even some people say tithe is not New Testament. In Hebrews it said, Jesus still today receives our tithe, right? So the tithe is Old Testament, New Testament. It's, part, it's before the law and it is after the law. Tithing is a part of who believers are. It's a part of the family of God. Once you tithe, anything over and above that is your offering. It's over and above that. And right here is where it, your action takes place. Yeah. If you will turn your heart and you will say, Lord, I will be a cheerful giver and I will be an abundant giver and you start giving with what you have right now, whether you think it's a lot or not, you start becoming a giver right now. What will happen is as you purpose in your heart to be a cheerful and abundant giver, God will start to give you seed. And in that seed, you then give that. He will multiply and bring the abundance to you. So now, that's a very quick yeah. uh, synopsis <laughs> of that. There's much more in that. I'd love to take more time, but we only have a couple of minutes left today. The last thing that I want to tell you is this. In the steps to moving into abundance, you want to become an heir of His goodness, you want to know that he wants to give you abundance. You want to grow your faith for an abundance and, and then also act on that faith. And you act on that faith by tithing first and then giving over and above your tithe. Abundance comes out of the seed that you sow out of your offering. In other words, over and above your tithe. And then the last thing you want to do is stay hungry for the things of God. Seek first his kingdom and, and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Those that are hunger, hungry and they thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled and you can move into abundance starting right now today. The biggest thing is it's a heart change. 
So right now, let's become an heir of his goodness. Pray this with me. Say, Father, Father right, now, right now, I want to become a part of the family. I want to become an heir. And I want to move in your abundance in your for, abundance myself for myself and the people that you'll put around me. I ask you, Jesus, ask you, Jesus be, my be my Lord and my Savior. And my Savior. I, will follow your command. I will follow your command. I believe you died, believe for, me, died for me. And I believe that God brought you, back to, God life, brought you back to life. And he raised you up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the family. Thank you for joining us with Connection. Join us next week. We love you. Have a great, great week. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Move into abundance with us. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.